0: Hello, hello. So, I know it's been a long time since I've made an episode, uh, but I figured I would, you know, um, come back here and uh, do uh, another one. I, you know, I just been some time, you know, life happens, stuff like that. Um, it's going to be a, still going to be a, a little bit busy, but I think for you know, the next week I'll be able to get, um, some episodes out there. So, um, I'm actually really, um, tired and kind of pissed off because I, I literally recorded, uh, an episode for an entire hour. And then after I realized that I used the wrong microphone and it sounded like I recorded it from the submarine that kind of, just sank. anyway that's like really not a great joke to do to say really but it, it really I'm not even gonna lie to me it sounded like I I heard water and I'm like wait anyway so um what I wanted to talk about today is that you know um Creole has been really under a lot of I don't know like misinterpretations, uh, and people have been presenting it in a really, uh, weird, um, inappropriate, uh, inaccurate way for quite some time. And, you know, one of the words that I think is one of my pet peeves, um, there are two of them, right? Um, one of them is dialect. Okay. And I think a lot of people, um, misuse that, uh, you know, a lot of the time when we talk about a dialect, we're talking about a, uh, form. Right or a variety of a certain language, right? So when you have to, when you use it, you are, you need to essentially um, like know what you're talking about, like what a form, like uh, a dialect of which language. You know, that's what I always respond to these people that are using, um, you know, the the term dialect, because I'm like, well, what, well. Which language exactly are you referring to? You know, like if you're calling Creole a dialect, are you trying to say that Creole is a dialect of French? Um, That uh, is really not appropriate because essentially to a dialect is a a form of a language. And so like you would say like, oh, the... um, you could say like uh, the Southern dialect or the American dialect of English, for example, but it's not um, appropriate, and you're not going to find um, professionals referring to um, you know a language as such, really. And and there is a it is a bit of a blurry line and stuff like that. Um, you know, like how do we consider um, a language to be a um, a separate language? Um, there are some languages that we consider. Uh, the same language and, you know, the different dialects are not really able to communicate well, whereas um, some languages are essentially uh, the same. So that gets a little bit um, tricky, and so we don't really use that term dialect in, you know, linguistics, you know, okay? Um, And I I think a lot of people have used it um, for quite some time in a you know, rather malicious, prejudiced manner, right, um, you, you often hear people talking about, um, Creole dialects, uh, um, you know, African dialects and stuff like that, but you never hear things like, you know, European dialects or something, like, you know what I mean, like, it's just, um, I think, I don't even know how to say it, but it's just, um, really just something that it's like super internalized and I think a lot of people just do it naturally without realizing Uh, and that you know is not ideal but that's just what happens right. And so um, the other term that I wanted to bring up because it's one of my pet peeves is broken a lot of people, when they are describing Creole or Creole language, they use the term broken. But, you know, we have to think about this. Broken is not a positive adjective, okay? Um, you don't ever want to describe yourself or your culture as broken. That is odd, okay? But uh, I would say a majority, um, of the vast majority of Anglophone speakers... Uh, or Anglophone cre- uh, Creole speakers, meaning people who speak English-based Creole languages, describe their language as such. And even you might see people describing um, French-based Creoles like that as well. Which is, I, I think it's it's just really, um, I think it's just sad, you know what I mean? Um, and Because why would you ever want to do that? You should never want to um, just willingly describe something about you as broken. And, you know, that's something that has been kind of like a carryover from colonial times when, um, you know, European uh, white masters would um, try to essentially strip um, their slaves of having any sort of culture. Okay. And in doing so, they told them that they did not have a language, right? And, you know, what they were speaking was just a broken form of their language, right? And this kind of goes back to, I would say, this sort of old, uh, you know, anachronic way of thinking that, oh, well, you know, the Negro is so stupid that he will try to master uh you know the white man's language but he it will be an imperfect um attempt he will never master it but he will make approximations and a creole uh is an approximate or an an imperfect uh expression or an imperfect attempt to master english or french Right, and so that's where that whole broken idea comes from, and you know, some people were like, "Well, why would somebody do this? Why would why would someone willingly in 2023 re- refer and or describe their language as broken?" Well, the answer is because they don't know, they don't know any better way to do it. Okay, and that's just what they've always heard. Um, they've heard that from their family, you know, their parents, their grandparents, they uh, would constantly refer to their speech as broken. And so that's the only way they know how to describe it without realizing that that's just not, that's just not it. And it's not even accurate. You know, when you're, a lot of people think that, um, you know, like English Creole or French Creole is just like, you know, the, the lexifier language, meaning, like, English or French, but just kind of dumbed down or, like, you know, chopped up, made simple, shortcut, right? Um, but that's not it. You know, there are a lot of um, complicated things that go into it, you know, complicated grammar, um, you know, diverse vocabulary, you know, that originate from various different languages, okay? So it's, it's really... A lot more than people, I would think, even speakers of these languages, um, you know, describe it to be, right? So I would definitely, um, say that's something that you would want to erase from your vocabulary, um, describing something that's broken that's weird, okay? Um, and another thing is that, um, I talked about how, um, in the past, right? A lot of people, you know, scientists, including scientists, were not exempt from being prejudiced or even racist, you know? And so they um, sometimes would allow their own biases to affect the quality of their work. Their conclusions were tainted with their own biases and prejudices. And unfortunately, that... Uh, had a lasting impact because if impact, if you think about it, if somebody, um, that is considered to be credible, it's concluding like, Oh, this, 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 right. People are going to believe it. People are going to, um, I don't know, people are going to just take it to be true. And then it's just going to get passed on and on and on. So that's why it's, if you really want to understand the context Or the reason why a lot of people have these certain views toward, um, you know, Creole languages, you have to look at the scholarly literature that was being produced maybe in the thirties, the fifties, even up until the seventies and eighties, right? Um, and it's super important. I, I even, you know, one one thing that's quite interesting is that I, when I was in college, I would, um, I would be one of those weirdos who would, um, you know, um, browse the actual, um, books in the library instead of, like, looking online like a normal person, <laughs> and, um, I, I, you know, I stumbled across this one book, and I was, like, reading through it, I was, like, skimming through it, and was talking about Creole, and I realized, I was like, wait a minute, this grammar is not correct, what the, f-? you know, and it's kind of crazy, because he was like, wait a minute, you, so you, you dead ass produced an entire book. And didn't like fact check it and make sure like the Creole that you were were saying was true and and that's where you have to think about the audience like who to whom are they writing? who is the target audience of these scholarly works they're not they're not uh writing to actual you know, the vast majority of Creole speakers, right? They're writing to educated, white, um, mainly white um, audiences who don't know Creole from their left butt cheek, and therefore, they can't fact check you if you're like, oh yeah, the grammar goes like boom, boom, boom. Even if it's boom, 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 they're not going to know the difference. They're going to be like, oh, boom, 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 that's cute. Like, it makes sense. Like, yeah, grammar. Another language. Because if you don't speak the language, how the hell are you going to know if, like, the person that's writing the goddamn book is wrong? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, that's something to definitely, um, you know, I guess, I don't know, consider. Um, So, one thing I wanted to do is read part of... Um, This, uh, it was part of a larger work, uh, part of which I had published, but this is some part that I didn't have published where it kind of gives you a glimpse, gives you some insight into how exactly, you know, some people were describing um, uh, the speech of black, um, you know, people in the 60s, right? Okay, so let's see where we are. Here we go. Quote William Laval describes that the most common view that was being accepted at the time was that the lower class Negro children had no language at all. The 1966 study with four year old African American children suggested that they spoke no language. He reports. That they only produce a series of badly connected sentences and emotional utterances. That is insane. These are people who have doctorates who are sitting up here and concluding things that are not even consistent with basic science, Jesus Christ. Basic science holds that children naturally acquire language. What, it doesn't matter if your mom is speaking this, that, or your dad, or, or if you're growing up with the, the corner man from down the corner store, it, you're going to learn whatever, you know, is, you're going to acquire gradually whatever l- l- uh, language or is in your environment, okay? And so to say that black children are coming into school with zero language It's not even, like, you know, some people say, oh, wow, that's racist. Yeah. uh, Yeah. But beyond that, I'm just like, I'm actually concerned because I'm like, not only did you at your big age with your big PhD, like, seriously write this and say like, oh, yeah, like, this is it. This was peer reviewed. And other big people at their probably even bigger ages with their even uh, with their PhDs that they've had for even longer. They said, yeah. Mm-hmm. this makes total sense he concluded that black children don't speak they just don't they just have utterances that's almost like i would i would describe the speech of a goddamn gorilla like that and this is how they're talking about black children and this is not even in the 1700s when people had two and a half brain cells maybe comparatively to now we're talking about 1969 some of you listening were born during that time. My parents were born during that time. Like, that, it's not that, that long ago. And it's like, how are, you know, science does advance. That's why we say science is dynamic. Obviously. Obviously, we don't expect everybody to know everything that we uh, know now in the past. That, you know, that's true. But it's kind of like, this was just like blatant, like just letting their bias just, like rock their world you know because like that was insane of a conclusion uh, <laughs> a series of utterances that's insane all right you know that that i that i just really i mean that was a. I um i would say that was a truly um um you know representative of how people um that logic applies to any you know speakers of black, you know, languages, you know, um, and, um, you know, this is really going to knock your socks off, that expression makes me seem like I'm, like, super old, anyway, um, Edward Lecoq uh, Tinker, uh, in 1935, so we're taking it back, you know, taking it back, um, we're taking it back. And, you know, he, um, described, um, interesting, uh, interestingly, very interestingly French. And I think it, you know, this is, um, kind of like what I talked about. Another example of how people, um, viewed, um, you know, I would say speech of people of color and how they viewed Creole. Right. Um, so he just says that Creole quote, sometimes, A word or two sounds like French, and then it quickly trails off into a jumble to the uninitiated of meaningless musical syllables, smooth and rounded as warm butter. Quote, what the, what does that even mean? What the actual, does that even mean? But it's not good. I can tell you that. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay, we're going to continue. This is uh, how he continues to describe it. Quote, This soft, suave tongue, saturated with the exotic lure of the tropics, is the Creole dialect of Louisiana and those who speak it, the Creole Negroes. They're separated from the American blacks by as great a gulf as exists between Catalans and Spaniards and the same dislike. Hmm. Quote. That is very interesting. Um you know we um you, you know what, what's interesting is you know he uh continues uh, to talk about how a lot of white white people did not like um, to refer to the language as Creole because um, during the time apparently it was during this time that a lot of white people tried to claim Creole as for like themselves and say that in order to be Creole you had to be a... A European uh, of European descent, um, and that remember, uh, has to do a lot. And I think I talked about this in maybe previous episodes or maybe on the YouTube channel, I don't remember where I talked about essentially, um, after the civil war, right? Um, you know we did have reconstruction but then after that we had like you know the Jim Crow era the Jim Crow era was especially you know with uh the passing of things like you know Plessy versus Ferguson I think that was the one that did separate or equal um I would have to ask my colleagues who were in well not my colleagues because I'm not in the field but my friends who are in law um but I think it was Plessy versus Ferguson um where you know race became very you know even more of a thing in the United States, and a lot of people who were of mixed race, like the Creoles, um, didn't quite know what to do or where to go, um, and so the thing is, a lot of white people, in order to distance themselves, um, and kind of get them saved their butts, they, uh, started to say, okay, well, we identify as Creole, but, like, only like, white way people are Creole, so you don't have to worry about us. But then, you know, things got a little bit too complicated. And eventually, uh, they, you know, years down the line, you had a lot of people start talking and identifying as Cajun and started uh, really, um, I would say, uh, harping or uh, like kind of holding on and embracing it, right? Um, and their, uh, Akkadian ancestry, because the thing is, if you were, think about this, if you were able to, um, identify your ancestry as Akkadian, we know that the Akkadians were unequivocally white, and so that would mean that you, if you're a descendant of them, you were unequivocally white, but the thing is, with being Creole, it presents people with a sort of, hmm, well... Um, we know that there are a lot of them, a lot of people who are Creole or black or people of color, et cetera. Et cetera. So, are you, you know? And so, in order to avoid that, a lot of people were like, "All right, well, let's go just, you know, just go with, you know, Cajun." But you know, this, um, you know, the Tinker uh, in 1935 definitely um, talked about um, that whole um, movement where they wanted to identify. Um, they didn't want the language to be called Creole because they didn't want, um, a lot of people did not want to be associated with the black people who spoke it. Okay. Um, continue. Let's see. Um, you know, it is definitely interesting. Uh, they mentioned here that also, um, that they wanted to, they wanted to call it Negro French. Okay, but unfortunately they said that Negro French had been taken already. It, it described um, something that had already existed. Okay, um, but yeah, definitely the the term Negro French is one of the, the many derogative terms that were used to refer to Creole. We had Negro French, probably the worst Negro French um uh, you know, even vini" was a derogatory term, that's why I don't know why people are using it now, but, you know, um, there is a tendency to kind of, like, reclaim terms, just like queer was, um, a derogatory term at one point, and now, um, the, I believe that's one of the many letters in the, um, LGBT, um, and the rest, um, you know, um, I think that is, uh, they, it's now, you know, reclaimed, and that's what we're seeing with, uh, Vini, where it was derogatory, um, but it was, um, you know, and I, and I, you know, I think it's worth mentioning that I, I was really impressed, um, that, you know, when I was in school, I, I probably referred, to my, um, you know, my major advisor, Dr. Uh, Yulia Bosworth, who is just a, an incredible sociolinguist, and she really um, taught my class um, very well about Creole and made it, um, you know, broke it down and explained it. Okay, and even talked about um, all of the prejudices behind it. We even read, um, I would say, like uh, historical primary sources um, where, uh, people, um, you know, wrote, uh, from like, you know, the 17, 1800s, they wrote about what Creole sounded like to them, and, I, and, and that was very good for people to realize, like, you know, why Creole is stigmatized, why some people even to this day still, you know, might, um, you know not say that they um speak creole because it's stigmatized you know it was associated like obviously they're calling it negro french and everything and even imagine like um people who are identifying as white and and who speak creole which is which is a lot more common in places like louisiana than it would be you know in in a lot of other places right um you know, obviously that you can imagine for someone who is uh, white, why they would be hesitant to say that they speak Creole because that was associated with, you know, black people. Okay. Um. Let's see what else um, Tinker has for us. Um, let's see, there's definitely a lot of, um, interesting, uh, things in, in this, um, that, um, you know, you definitely don't, um, want to miss, uh, they, you know, he really kind of, um, did not hold back on some parts of this, um, article, okay, so let's, uh, let, let's start, um, with this here. Quote, french which had taken centuries to develop into a most suitable sorry a most subtle intricate form the height of sophistication was far too complex for these simple savages to learn so they did their poor primitive best and contrived a queer simplified pigeon french dialect of their own okay So we have a lot of, um, you know, (laughs) I mean, this is just, uh, yeah, this is what people were publishing um, as, you know, scientific literature um, back then, less than 100 years ago, right? Um, And they're calling it a queer, simplified, pigeon French dialect. We have a lot of, like, just interesting words just described, like, just thrown all together, right? Um, obviously when he's referring to the black people who speak it, he uses words like he describes them as simple savages and says that their primitive brains were just simply incapable of learning French. Um, so the result was Creole, which is not, I mean, it's not really, uh, scientifically accurate, um, to, you know that's just not really kind of what happened and there were in some cases people that uh, did fully acquire the language like for example i was um just reading a um a text that talked about barbados how there um was a um i think a significant amount of european presence in barbados when it first um, when when africans First began to settle, and so instead of acquiring English Creole, the Bayesian slaves actually acquired standard English. And there's actually first hand documents of other Europeans commenting on how well uh, and how much of a command and how nicely Bayesian slaves spoke English. That was, I mean, that's really interesting, right? Um, and and that's just, um, you know, we saw that happen in goddamn Spanish colonies, okay, where, um, you know, people didn't, Spanish really didn't Creolize, um, not really, you know, look at like, wh- what do we see pe- people speaking in Dominican Republic in Cuba? They're not speaking Creole, okay, they're speaking Spanish because the Spanish language was just... Um, entirely acquired even by the the African slaves and their descendants. So, unlike uh, or contrary to the conclusions of this scholar here, they, you know, the quote, quote, Negro was not too primitive to acquire French or any other European language. Okay, let's continue, quote, The incubation of this weird jargon paralleled at every point the birth of the French language. Just as the clumsy efforts of the semi-barbarous Gaelic tribes to master the speech of their highly civilized Roman conquerors gave rise to the bastard, lacerated Latin, which came to be called French, so did the attempts of these aboriginal blacks to acquire the idiom ...of their owners... ...produced the Creole... ...wait... ...so, sorry about that... ...so that the attempts of the original blacks to acquire the idiom of their owners... ...produced the Creole dialect... ...these two efforts, centuries apart, of an inferior race... ...to learn the language of a superior... ...resulted in amazing similarities... ...how similar may be seen by a comparison of the few lines of blah, blah, blah. Quote. So this is, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, you know, because I I didn't think it could get worse, but it got worse. So here we're, we're definitely getting, um, you know, in sociolinguistics, we would say that this is, um, uh, is giving us a view Uh, It's giving us insight into the attitudes of the author, where he clearly considers uh, black people to be an inferior race, as he literally described it verbatim. Uh, He also, um, you know, kind of juxtaposes the the black enslaved and their descendant populations with the... um, germanic tribes if you're not familiar with the history remember um at the conclusion of the roman empire people from farther north uh germanic speaking peoples descended they moved south and they um kind of like went into the roman empire and they wreaked havoc they were um it was just quite you know pillage right um and they settled up shop there right and, um, you may have heard of some of these Germanic tribes, like the Franks and the, the Gauls, uh, well, you know, that later became Gaul, um, uh, the, you know, Anglos and Saxons, maybe, okay, um, the Visigoths, okay, right, um, the Lombards and stuff like that, okay, um, So it's really, um, you know, he's kind of like juxtaposing like civilized Romans versus the uncivilized Germanic peoples, civilized white people versus the uncivilized black people. And, you know, that's why I said like, you know, prejudice on full display. It was really um, quite amazing how they this was not, you know, caught or whatever. But I guess nobody really gave a crap. But yeah. Um, so, <laughs> let's, uh, read this where they, they actually talked about the, uh, the grammar of it, okay? Quote, whenever he could make himself understood, without it, the negro omitted the verb entirely, and, like a child who whimpers, me sick, he said, Mumalad. But whenever a verb was indispensable, he made the most drastic simplifications. Much too stupid to understand the intricate meanings of the different verb endings. The Negro just jumped them overboard and only kept a modified form of the past participle. Quote. Wow. Wow. Wow 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 wow. Alzers. Bomba. Bomba. Bomba voilà quoi. I mean that's just it. You know, um, he kind of just, you know, he he and the funny thing is is that that is actually um how yes you say I am sick in creole we mou malade or moins malade en malade, right? Um and but it's like, you know, it, the way that they're describing it is just kind of it is really just a gross, disgusting way um, saying that the Negro and all of this stuff too stupid to understand the meanings. So, I mean, are you kidding me that I mean that, you know, this was just language. It's not like, um, you know, these black individuals were failing to understand how French works. They were speaking their own language that operated on its own grammatical rules and regulations that were independent of those of the French language. That's kind of just how that worked. Um, But of course, if you're biased, you're going to immediately attribute uh, the deviations from French or the The uh, interesting qualities of Creole, you're going to attribute that to, uh, you know, what you think deep down inside, you think, okay, that these people are inferior. You think you have all these unconscious, uh, biases that are just coming out. And so, you know, that's something to really, you know, watch out for. I think it's super important, um, that, you know, we keep an eye, you know, some of this, uh, prejudice is still around, you know, when people made these conclusions in the thirties, fifties, sixties, um, they were that's kind of like when they were made in this in in the field of linguistics when they kind of like sprinkled out of it and crawled out into the the layman right, the general public when the general public got access to this information okay that was years later and so there are still many people who don't understand this. And it's really sad. I mean, I even, honestly, I'm not even going to lie to you. A lot of people in my family, if I had to say, oh, um, you know, if somebody put a gun to their head and said, Hey, can you describe what Creole is? Uh, And, and what I, when I think that they would successfully knock it, you know, um, um, you know uh what you know if the the rule was like oh describe creole without um using you know uh race or like prejudice terminology i think they would they their brains would be gone cuz like <laughs> that's just unfortunately how it is a lot of people of the older generation even in in the younger generations they still i mean they're starting to understand the younger generations are starting to understand Okay, what's Creole? What, uh, what is a language? Why is it inappropriate to assume people don't have languages just because they have a different skin color? They're starting to realize that, but it's still a lot that needs to be re kind of worked and a lot of stuff that needs to be kind of like scooped out. A lot of the prejudice needs to be scooped out of a lot of people. Just like, you know, prejudice and civism in general. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna take a lot to go from people calling this Nick. French, wait, why did I, like, hold on, French, instead of, um, to going and calling it, oh, this is a Creole language, and there are many Creole languages, and it's, it's gonna take a lot, but what I really want is for people who speak these languages to kind of proudly, um, advocate for them, and, and, and educate people, and say, no, I do not speak a broken language, I do not speak a simplified or a choppy version, or whatever, of whatever language that you are more familiar with. I speak a Creole language that is native to X environment. And if you say that with confidence, and you keep saying that, more and more people will realize like, oh, this is a language, this is what's going on. And for Creole, I would say, especially if you're Haitian, even if you're not Just look on Google Translate. Go on Duolingo. There are so many, you know, it has become so standardized that it's all over the place. Now, English Creoles have a way to go. Um, I have a way to go I'm not going to lie um, a way to go and it's a little bit more challenging but I but again same thing I, I encourage people who speak English Creole English based Creole languages stop describing it as broken because the more you do that the more and you're telling white people this I know that because I've witnessed you guys do it Um, and they're going to that's just reinforcing the prejudice that they've already probably internalized which is not ca- productive it's actually counter pro- counterproductive all right um don't void aqua it. Uh, i think that's about it you know we're gonna end it here i mean this took longer to make than expected but you know sometimes we take l's stay tuned for the next episodes <laughs>